0: OTB AM.
1: I was really triggered. We don't want Johnny Sexton having any part of any Netflix curse ahead of the World Cup.
0: OTB AM live weekday mornings from 7:30 on the OTB Sports app. Off the ball daily. Now we're continuing our look uh, look back at the National Football League, the opening round weekend. Delighted to be joined by former Sligo star Neil Ewing. How are you, Neil?
1: Hey Michael, how things
0: how's the form? Good, good, good. Uh, were you as happy as everybody else to have the the leagues back? There seems to be uh, with the split season now. It just seems like the six month gap between you know the end of last year's championship and the start of next year's league grounds around the country just seem to be buzzing from you know from looking at, over at all the different games all over the weekend. You know, pretty full stadiums, fans just absolutely mad for mad for action.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think um, there's nothing like the closed season to give kind of every county a little bit of hope. And I think when you, when you extend that season, closed season a little bit longer, uh, it only increases the hope in all the counties. Now, the only thing I will say. As a player, uh, you know, I, I love playing, you know, probably the harder ground, uh, the, the brighter days. Uh, so, you know, starting the league in January isn't ideal from that perspective. You're probably at the mercy of poorer weather conditions, but definitely from a supporters perspective, I think we just, yeah, we we really want want action back after the long inter-county break.
0: You're stepped away a while now, Neil, but like... When you you have these big games coming back around this time of the year, do you feel that kind of itch of you know knowing that these big games are around the corner? These are the games that you did all the hard slogging for to showcase your talents on a, a Saturday afternoon or evening or Sunday afternoon.
1: Ah, uh, definitely, yeah, and I think you know even you know we spoke about there from a supporters' point of view, but there is something special even from a player's point of view. The first national league game, you know, there's a few kind of milestones in in, in the season that that's um, yeah, definitely. Uh, tr- trigger that little bit of uh, nostalgia for uh, which uh, you know you kind of remember uh, the good points about it. But definitely, you know, after a long preseason, um even you know as the week went on last week, you'd nearly be putting yourself in the shoes of the lads. You know, you know what would you be doing on the Monday of uh, of the of the week of the first league game, the Tuesday night? You know, you're probably used to the last three Tuesday nights or the first three Tuesday nights in January. Heavy slogging. You're going into that uh, last Tuesday night before the league. Knowing things are going to be a bit lighter. Is it going to be a team name on the Tuesday night? Is the team going to be named Friday night? Again, you know the Friday night probably just a sharpening up session. You know you're you're really you're hopping off the ground and you're you're probably putting yourself in in the shoes of the lads all week when when you're just after stepping away. Really, yeah.
0: Do you do you? Sounds like you miss it somewhat as well. Like it's one thing being a pundit and that, but uh, do you still long somewhat for your playing days? or Are you happy with your lot?
1: Ah, uh, yeah. As I said, there's a bit of nostalgia and rose tinted glasses there. Like it's, uh, it's, it's the little Friday night sharpening up session that you might miss. But, uh, yeah, on a Tuesday night when you might have been, uh, jumping in a car in Sligo and heading down to that lawn or longford, lawn uh, to, to meet the lads in Dublin and uh, play through a session. Uh, yeah, I, I, to be honest, I don't miss that now. Maybe, uh, clearing a bit of ice off the windscreen when you hop back into the car. No, no. So it's, um, yeah. Uh, on balance, I think uh, if you if you go hard for a while, lads, give it your all. It, it's a bit easier to step away then.
0: Disappointing start uh, for your own county in Division Four. Uh, Neil finished Sligo eleven points Leash to eleven. I would say a big win for Leash. To be fair, um, because last last season was probably a really really disappointing season. Um, a good win for Leash, but disappointing for your own lads on home side in particular.
1: Uh yeah, she's a huge win for Leash. You know, it, they were just in a funny kind of place last year. You know, even some of their league games, you know, I remember like you know, following division three as the season went on last year. You know, it's like everything, every every league, every season there's there's a sliding doors moment, you know, there's a game or two that your whole season can kind of swing on and Leash just seemed to lose a bit of momentum coming towards the end of the season. Then went into Talisman Cup and probably underperformed versus their expectations in that. But at the same time, you know, you see them coming down and while they mightn't have, you know, the same reputation as maybe a Cavan had who were in Division 4 last year, I still fancied them to probably be the strongest team team in the division. You know, for them to come up to Sligo, who, you know, would be perceived as under-rivals for promotion and go back down the road with with two points is a huge win for them. You know, Billy Sheehan um, lost. You know, Colin Begley, Ross Monley, John Locken over the winter. You know, that's a lot of experience gone from the dressing room. If you start a Division Four season in a county that doesn't expect to be there, you know, even just the the outside noise can kind of start to seep into lads' heads, and a, a young squad like that with a few leaders could lose momentum. So for him to have two points on the board uh, heading into this game is huge, and even just to arrest that slide, you know, you can imagine them. You know, they're bouncing back into training on Tuesday. Whereas you know, if if they had uh, if they come away with zero points, it's a different story. uh, Going into training Tuesday night, and yeah, Sligo on the other hand, it was funny. I think you know there was a lot of I'm reluctant to say expectation in Sligo last week, but there was a lot of um, you know hopes are high heading into the season, and you know I think probably even among the Sligo fan base, at least were underestimated a little bit. And then, you know, Sunday morning, you know, we were even talking, I mentioned there, weather conditions, you woke up and, you know, it, it seemed like it was a, a decent day, you know, probably as good a day as you're going to get for a game of football in January. But just coming up to throwing time, conditions changed. And, you know, it's not to make excuses for the, for the lads at all. You know, they'll be disappointed with some of the very simple mistakes or made some of the turnovers. But the weather did change. It turned into a heavy, wet sort of a day. The wind really picked up. And one thing Sligo probably lack, and it's no fault of the guys that are there, and it's yeah, maybe it's a it's a gene pool issue in Sligo or how we're breeding them. We don't have you know naturally big men. You know you can put lads into a gym for three or four years on a strength and conditioning program, but you know we probably don't have lads with, with the skeleton to put that you know bulk on that that really stands to you during winter football. Probably takes away from our ability to win primary possession you know that can mean maybe you know attacks are slower you know if you're playing against a team with a well-organized defense they become very hard to break down then on the other hand you know if they're winning primary possession you know Sligo are trying to play a relatively attacking brand of football you know even supporters mightn't think that sometimes to look at it but if you're if you're not winning that primary possession the opposition are and you're trying to push right up you can leave yourself a little bit open at the back and I think that's ultimately what won the game for Leash and what Sligo will be really disappointed with it is the concession of the two
0: goals. An opening round defeat kind of puts Sligo on the back foot somewhat now.
1: Definitely. And uh, yeah, even even talking to some lads about it last week, you know, it was, you know, Leash at home. this again, if we can get a good performance, you know, get maybe two points on the board, heading into that Wicklow game away, doesn't seem, you know, overly daunting. Not, not, that, it's, not that it's not a, a difficult trip. But you know you lose to leash a disappointing performance, then you know the myth of Ockram grows, and it's all aram very tough place to go to uh, you know it's a cliche, but you know it can start to seep into the lad's heads that it's maybe a, a difficult place to go rather than just a game to be won, so you know I think you know Tony McEntee and the managing team will be uh, putting a lot of focus on this, so like kind of blocking out that noise, getting the lads back kind of task focused. Uh, going back over just some of those basics, you know, shutting up shop at the back but yeah, it is, it's definitely a difficult assignment and, you know, quite unique this weekend, um, we'll have uh, two uh, club All-Ireland winners of Crossman and also our Ma in, in opposition camps on, on the side, and you'll have McConville up against Tony McIntyre. so I know myself when I was watching that Great Armagh team uh, back in the early nineties. I never imagined that I'd, uh, I'd see a Sligo Sligo versus Wicklow, Wicklow National League game managed by by two guys on the pitch.
0: It's funny you should say that actually, because this weekend in the Division One National hurling league as well, uh, Leash come up against Tipperary and. Willie Maher the leash manager is from Ballingarry and Liam Cahill the Tipperary manager is also from Ballingarry so there's a couple of two games this weekend where clubmates are Whoa, facing off yeah. on the sideline which is, hasn't happened too often yeah, I think Desi Farrell and Kieran McGeaney are both for Nafina they faced off against each other Michael Fenley and Henry Sheffern, uh with Galway and Offaly they're both Ballyhale obviously and it's happened a couple of times with J- Jimmy Barry Murphy and John Allen and then with Jimmy Barry Murphy against Gerald McCarthy. I'm actually doing a piece for the paper at the weekend about this so it's funny that you're you're after adding another one to the list in the two the two Cross McGlenn fellas, um, but it's definitely. Well,
1: yeah, I, I thought it was extremely unique, but uh, yeah, obviously not. now it's uh, it's it's been repeated all over the place. So ah, it's and, it's um, st-
0: it's still it's still unique enough now. It's still It's still unique enough. It doesn't happen every day of the, the week the, anyway.
1: The geography of that one's probably interesting as well. The the Leash and Tipperary game probably isn't taking place too far away from Ocrmeader, like, but. Um, yeah, I think even the, the Usher McConnell, Tony Mackenzie one is quite unique in terms of, um, the location of the two counties, you know, uh, versus Armagh as well. Like it's, it's, uh, uh, they're not like they're in close proximity to, to, uh, to their home club in Crossland Lane, so. Yeah, I'm sure uh, there'll be uh, there'll be a few interested heads from Crossman then will probably make the journey down to Ockham this again, too.
0: Without a doubt. Uh, another high profile manager in Division 4. It's great to see such high profile even on the sideline in Division 4 when you look at, would say, Ushi McConville on the Wicklow sideline and Andy Moore, and obviously, the former Mayo star in Leitrim. They've hit the ground running again. Uh, they would have been expected probably t- to get over Waterford, but did it with the minimum of of fuss. They made quite a bit of progress last year. I know they would have been disappointed with uh, with how they went out at Halton Cup, so kind of narrowly. The margins are so fine, obviously. Uh, but he's hit the ground running again with Leitrim by the looks of things.
1: Yeah, and you know, from from a Sligo perspective, there just seems to be you know a worrying bit of momentum and enthusiasm around the, the Longford or the Leitrim team. Since Andy Morris went in, but you know, even this year, they just quietly seem to be progressing. Seems to be a decent bit of buy-in from the players in the county, which maybe hadn't always been the case. Um, so you know, as a team that will possibly, like, will be hoping we'll to to look at promotion, as would Leitrim. Uh, you know, you'd prefer to see them uh, not with that bit of momentum and enthusiasm. But that said, you know, they're a county, you know, I, to be honest, I'd actually hugely admired them. You know, very small population, but. Uh, you know the interest in football uh, in Leitrim is, is absolutely huge and, and probably understated across the country. You know uh, people probably write them off, but you know per capita, um, even their attendances, uh, are, are probably rack up against some of the bigger counties, uh, especially you know when you look at the likes city attendances, maybe you know footballers in court get stuff like that. Maybe that's an extreme example, but um, yeah, definitely I think um, Andy Mourn has brought a bit of buy, uh, a bit of buy-in there, but. Again, a strong backroom team as well. You know, he has Mike Solon there, who uh, is uh, is involved in his managing team. Who was in the running for the Mayo job? Lost James Glancy, the former Leitrim player, to uh, the Longford backroom team this year. Um, James Glancy would have worked with Paddy Christie in in Ballymun, uh, when he was uh, a games promotion officer up there. But like that, you know, Andy has went out and he's recruited uh, well, even to to fill that backroom team. He's taken in Luke, who was involved with. Uh, Anthony Cunningham in Roscommon last year so you know he's obviously done his homework on Luke as well he'd come with a decent reputation but you know I think the big thing there as well is it's a young uh, it's another young face added to that management team and uh, you know just a lot of the changes in the game and you know trying to guess Young lads at the minute bought bought into uh, an intercounty system. You know, if you have uh, young faces, fresh voices, uh, that that's a huge thing. And yeah, they they had a pretty comprehensive win over Waterford. Then I suppose that, you know that comes with uh, you know a question mark. Waterford came out the wrong side a few narrow defeats last year, but their form wasn't great. They've always struggled with availability of players, especially when you you know you look at how strong the the, the pull of hurling is in the county. So you don't exactly know who or what was available to F.E. Fitzgerald at the minute or how far that is off the best they can offer. So yeah. uh, Leachman will be heading to London this week. You know, I'd say Andy Moran was delighted with the win last again. He'll be maybe scratching his head a little on what, what exactly he's learned about the players that took the field. You know, sometimes if you get a little bit of a test or a fright, it can actually help you. But they come forewarned with this London team. I think they played them, was it the second or maybe the third um, league game last year? And London uh, defeated them, a game that was actually played in the centre of excellence, Valley Hornets During It was definitely an orange weather warning. Um, you know, probably a game that maybe shouldn't have went ahead. London pipped them in that one. And ultimately, it kept Leacham out of the race for promotion at the end.
0: But I just ask you a quick one. There's an interesting one in Division Four. So one of London, Leitrim, or Sligo are potentially in New York, but they're obviously not in Division Four. So one of those three or four, if you include New York, is guaranteed a place in the Connacht final, and by extension the Sam Maguire. Uh, which of those four, or will even go, with which of the three in particular, looking at Lon- London, Leitrim, or Sligo, is best placed to take that Connacht final place and the carrot of you know competing at Sam Maguire that potentially goes with it
1: yeah uh, it's a funny one you're you maybe the inclination to discount uh new york but uh i know from uh talking to a few friends over there when when the draw was made last october and they were on the same side as the other three uh there was a few whatsapp groups in new york buzzing with with excitement and, and the thought of a iconic final. so Yeah, we might we might be writing them off too quickly. That would that would definitely
0: create lots of logistical problems for the GAA anyway, uh, without a doubt, because I don't think they've never had to, you know, they've never had to cater for that a second game. It's always only been the first game, so that would definitely be an interesting one if it did happen.
1: Ah, yeah, well, we we, we've seen in the last two weeks the GAA are are good at the (laughs) problem-solving skills, so so that 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 won't be an issue for them. But uh, yeah, no, I I guess there's probably a better even story there in terms of the New York team as well you know, the fact that they were able to come home last year and play um, you know play a game in Ireland and even, you know, the progress in terms of the undocumented over there, you know, that that's not an issue for them anymore. It probably even points to the demographic of Irish lads going over there. So, you know, there's definitely a positive story there and also in the amount of homegrown players that they seem to be developing as well. So, you know, they definitely deserve kudos for that. And um, looking at, I suppose, the other three uh, that are that are in Division 4, um you know it, it's very hard to say um london um again kind of similar to uh some of the work new york has done on the home base london are starting to develop a strong core you know they have michael maher in there as manager Um, you know he really he, he has something about him to retain did i see 20 of uh last year's 29 man squad which again obviously for you know uh a county, one of the, I suppose, the exile counties. It's going to be difficult to to reduce that squad turnover, but they definitely seem to be, um, you know, producing a few of their own lads who are who have, uh, you know, strong roots in London. So, um, and they've also added Enda Lynn from Derry this year, and Kevin McCarthy, who would have, you know, played a bit of National League uh, with Curry as well. So, you know, they they've got a few additions like that, which also adds a sense of surprise that you know a Sligo or a are never going to have, you know probably Division 1 footballers joining them over the winter months so you know it's it's going to be interesting to see where London go in the next few weeks then you know uh, Sligo and Leitrim in terms of going into the race for Stan McGuire, a lot probably depends on how their league campaigns finish up and you know, no matter what we say, whoever ends up in that kind of final is going to have had a win, you know, in the kind of championship as well. And it's it's amazing what, what a kind of championship can win. And then, you know, you're kind of looking at the draw you're going to get in that round robin. You're probably going to end up, you know, with one provincial winner, I think, is the draw set that it could be that the Munster championship winners will be in that group with the connor kind of runners up. So then. You know, if you could get a slightly favourable draw in Division Two, you know, I think any any of those three teams would like a rattle at uh, at a, a two maybe Division Two teams uh, in a group stage of a Sam Maguire, and then you know maybe you get the right the right team at home. You can, you know you can maybe try and get a victory, and you know you then you're heading into next season. You know you're possibly looking at a team who has got promotion from Division Four, who has got to a conic final, and it was won a game in a Sam Maguire. So you know you you know you've had a great season there. Um, um, for a Division Four team, and there's real tangible progress. So, uh, you know, I'm gonna say it. It'd be great for Sligo, uh, to get to get to that kind of final. You know, it'd be great to see uh David Clifford, Paddy Clifford, uh, in action in Markovich Park. So, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll hang my hat on that one.
0: I was thinking the hat would the black and white hat would remain all right. Uh, Neil, thanks a million for yeah. joining us. We've uh another busy weekend of action coming up this weekend, and we'll talk soon, no doubt. Thanks a million.
1: Pleasure, Michael. Thank you very much. Take care. Enjoy.